Blog Talk Radio. Currently, Ron is on the road, and we are trying to get everything set up. So, just waiting for him to call in, and then we'll get on started with the show. You know, good afternoon. Apologize for the tardiness. Thank you for. Tuning in, I am Ron, your host, live in the cave, thanking God for allowing me to open my eyes today, the activity of my limbs, and in my right frame of mind. Just wanted to uh, expound on that right frame of mind. I had uh, some events that happened to me today, and I just wanted to talk about right frame of mind talking on a on a health perspective uh dementia dementia is is real um i experienced some of that today that's why i am uh remote today um it it it's it's a real thing um you just have to You just have to um, realize what's going on, Um, especially when it's family, uh, when when it hits family, it's, it's, uh, it's something else. Um, You really don't understand or, recognize the magnitude of an illness until it hits close to you. Um, I remember my brother having ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease. I didn't know a lot about Lou Gehrig's disease until my brother contracted it. Um, It's not hereditary or anything like that. It's just one of those diseases that you get you don't know how you get it or anything like that but dementia that's that's really what i want to kind of talk about for a minute like i say in my uh events that happened today i witnessed firsthand a family member that is suffering from dementia and dementia graduates to alzheimer's so that's why it's so important to have family around, taking pictures, um, those moments. Um, my great aunt had dementia as well. So I wasn't around her a lot, but I saw it firsthand. So as I always say, you have to do all you can while you can because once it's over, it's over. Um, no one is promised later on. You know, they used to say, here today, gone tomorrow. You can be here today and gone today, gone later on. So that's just 
That's just how it is. So just wanted to uh, mention that because that's just how uh, that's just how things are. Um, you have to do all you can while you can. Okay, uh, today's topic is memorable events from your old neighborhood or your current neighborhood. Once again, today's topic is memorable moments from your old neighborhood or your current neighborhood. I'll give you time to uh, think about that. And the word of today is compassion. Compassion. Uh, the definition, dictionary definition of compassion is sympathetic pity and concern for the sufferings or misfortunes of others. Let me read that again. The word of the day is compassion. The definition, the dictionary definition is sympathetic pity and concern for the sufferings or misfortunes of others. And then it gives a, a little sentence that says, the victims will be treated with compassion. I had to show compassion today, like I said, with the, with the incident that I had. I'm not going to, you know, give too much detail, but I really had to show compassion today for my family member today because of the relationship that we have. Um, I'm all about family. Um, Family supposed to be there when no one else is there. Um, you don't get a chance to pick your family. Um, family is important to me. People that know me know that my family is important, and everyone in my family, not just immediate cousins, uncles, aunts, and nieces, nephews. People know that about me. So, yeah, that compassion thing is real. You have to search your heart to really find compassion in your heart for people, um, things that you, things that you love, you're compassionate about something. Um, it, it, it tugged on my heartstrings today. So, yeah, so that's compassion. So let's, uh, get into the top memorable moment from your old neighborhood or current neighborhood, I guess I'll start my neighborhood. I grew up in Northwest Washington, D.C. My uh, area was called Lee Droit Park. Lee Droit Park. Uh, I love my neighborhood. Uh, we had lots of things to do in the neighborhood. I remember block parties. I remember first mayor, Mayor Walter E. Washington. He lived around the corner from me. And this mayor was, he was fantastic. He was phenomenal. I mean, he would always walk around the neighborhood. He would always come and play with us and, you know, do things like I think a mayor should. I mean, not taking anything from uh, Marion Burry, but Walter E. Washington, this this man, I'm telling you, he used to 
come around to the block parties, uh, cookouts that you would have, and he would come. And, you know, his 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 house, you know, it was guarded, but you could always go up to him and talk to him. You could always go to his house. I mean, he had the open-door policy. So, like I say, that's just one memorable moment in my neighborhood. So let's go to the lines and see who we have today, see who joined in. Hello, you're live in the cave with Ron. Okay. Okay, so let's uh, keep it moving. All right, another memorable moment in my neighborhood is when my brothers, they used to turn on a fire hydrant, and everybody in the neighborhood would get in a fire hydrant. They would uh, put a tire around it and put a board, like, right under where the water was coming, and the water would spray out, and, you know, the kids would be in it. We would wet cars up, and it was just, I mean, I I, I can't explain it. Kids, kids today, I tell my kids, that they don't understand about playing in the fire hydrant and playing outside. And, you know, I go through my old neighborhood to this day. I look at that street that, like, 20 or 30 kids playing on the street, and it's like, wow, we play on that small street. It's, it's crazy. That street seems so big when I was a kid. But now it seems so small, it's like, five or six kids playing on that street, it's, it's damn packed. But that's just another memorable moment in my old neighborhood. All right, let's go to the lines and see who we have. Hello, you in the cave with Ron. All right. Like I say, I am Ron, your host. Call in number 516-531-9826 if you want your voice heard today. Like I say, I'm on a remote location today. Uh, circumstances beyond my control. Talking about the mind. The mind is a terrible thing to waste. I know most of you have heard that many times in their life. The mind is a terrible thing to waste. It's true. Like I say, I, I, I see it every day and firsthand today. I, I just can't get it out of my mind today with the family member that I spent some time with today. Um, dementia, Alzheimer's, it's a real disease. And like I say, you don't really understand the magnitude of a disease until it hits your family directly or somebody that you know Um having a disease. Like I said, I spoke earlier about my brother having ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease. If you don't know what that is, uh, you should look it up. Um, a basketball buddy of mine just passed from Lou Gehrig's disease. Um, it, it, like I say, it, 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 it's, uh, it's hard to watch um, someone with any terminal illness that you just watch pretty much deteriorate and 
fade away and you know they're losing uh cognitive uh things that they can do uh walking talking you know stuff that we all take for granted walking talking able to you know lift your arms uh speak that that that's really a real issue um can't take things for granted every like i say every day i thank god for waking me up um the activity of my limbs in my right frame of mind because things like that for granted we take it for granted that we'll be able to get up and walk or we'll be able to talk or we'll be able to to hug our loved ones and speak to our loved ones and and I can go on and on and on because seeing my brother just, just like, you know, one day he's full of energy. My brother, he ran marathons. He was in the military. He was the life of the party. He played sports. Man, I can't say enough. And then for him to have ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease, and just to see him pretty much waste away. Ah, that, ah, ah. That's real. That's real. Um, like I say, we all have that appointed time. We don't know when. We don't know where. We just have to do all we can while we can. We have to love the people now, tell them to love them now, give them the flowers. Um every day um, until something hits you close to home, then you'll, you'll realize how important it is to cherish the little things, cherish your family, friends, everybody. You just, you just never know. So definitely uh, cherish those little things. Because the big things, you'll never get to the big things if you can't cherish the little things. So, I tell you, uh, another memorable moment in my neighborhood. <laughs> we used to have races. Um, the whole, well, not the whole length of the street. We used to race from the corner of 4th and, Stella, you? No, not 4th and you. Yeah, 4th and U Street. And we used to race to the lamppost by uh, Mr. Newbury House. People that grew up in that neighborhood know who Mr. Newbury is. So, you know, line up. I remember my brother, my brother Rudy was out there and said he's going to give somebody a dollar, whoever won the race. You know, everybody lined up. It was probably about 10, 15 kids in the street racing to get that dollar think I won the race. I was so happy to win the race. I ran past the dollar because he put the dollar on the ground. And, you know, I was a little upset, but he ended up giving me a dollar because I'm like, I won, I won. And he was like, you were supposed to pick up the money when you came past. So, yeah, my brothers, they used to do stuff like that in the neighborhood for the kids. You know, me being the youngest of eight, it was like, it was like the YMCA or the rec on my street because everybody's come to our street to, to race and compete and play football in the field and basketball in the big yard. It was just a uh, boy's home. We used to call it the big yard. 
they had a basketball court. Before they got their uh, rollaway basketball court, my brothers put up a basketball court on the, uh, it was a barn, you know, wooden backboard and just a rim. And, man, sun up to sun down, we were in the big yard playing. They used to have to tell us, look, certain time y'all couldn't play in the big yard. So when they got that other court, nonstop action. Enough of that. Let me hear some of your stories, some memorable moments in your old neighborhood, the current neighborhood. You are live in the cave with Ron. I am Ron, your host. Call in number 516-531-9826. You can also email me at inthecavewithron at gmail.com for questions, comments, concerns, topic choices. Uh, you can also be a co-host. I talked to a couple of people uh, a couple of weeks ago, and they said they wanted to be a co-host. So we just need to work on some topics. I'm still waiting on my nephew with, with his topic. He gave me a really good topic. It should be a lot of fun. So waiting on my nephew to get back with me on that one. So let's go to the line and see who we have. All right. Uh, you're live in the cave with Ron. All right. I guess uh, no one is ready. All right, I understand, you know, holidays are upon us. People are Christmas shopping, 5 o'clock time. I know people tune in after uh, the live show, and I definitely appreciate that as well. Um, yes, doing what I do. Just doing what I do. Like I say, thank God for allowing me to be able to do what I do, not just waking me up, activity my limbs, just giving back. Um, you know, I do player development for kids. Uh, I coach. Um, a lot of guys that I play ball with, I, I often tell them, like, yo, man, y'all need to coach, give back, help these kids. A lot of these kids, they don't have basic fundamentals. And fundamentals will definitely get you to that next level. And, you know, that's what I, I teach kids. Um, I'm going to start doing a little program with my great-nephew. Um, unfortunately, he didn't make the team this year, but he definitely wants to work. So we're going to get that working. I told him, you know, good chance that he'll make the team next year. He's not too discouraged, but, you know, it is a little disheartening when you don't make a team or make a club that you, you know, strive to you know, go out for, so you just have to put that work in. Definitely got to put that work in. Put that work in, you get the results. Whatever you put in it, that's what you're going to get out of it. So I told him, I said, don't quit on me. Don't half step. So once we start our little workout regimen, we're going to see. He might not like me, but he'll learn something. That's what I say about the kids that I coach and the kids that I mentor and everything like that. You may not like me at that time, but you will respect me and you will appreciate me and you will learn something from me. All you have to do is, you know, be prepared. It's like watching the movie Karate Kid. <laughs> that reminds me of Karate Kid. I was in college in West Virginia. I had three coaches in two years. This new coach, uh, 
we didn't hit it off too too well from the beginning. But anyway, he invited the team to his house. He said we was going to watch a movie. So everybody thinking we're going to watch something basketball-related or, you know, something like that. So I'm sitting in a recliner. I'm like, I'm ready. I'm a senior. So, you know, I got a little clout. So I got to sit in a recliner. I'm front row. So I'm like, okay, movie star coming on. I was like, Karate Kid? Then he looked at me and said, oh, I just watched the movie. So, you know, I, I, I get the premise of the movie, but we didn't go there to watch Karate Kid. Well, I didn't go there to watch Karate Kid. But, you know, I understood what he was saying, and that's what I make reference to with, with kids nowadays because, you know, you just got to do what the teacher tells you to do because the teacher knows what he or she is talking about. So that's what I tell kids. I say, I know more than you. You know, I've been your age. You've never been mine. And I got that from my, my oldest brother, Tiwi. He, he he used to teach me a lot about a lot of things. So I know I make reference to my family, my siblings, because they were the foundation for me. So I definitely make references to them, with them teaching me the things that they taught me and shaped me into the man that I am today. And I truly appreciate that and appreciate them for pouring it to me. So I always make reference to my brothers and my sister for pouring into me. So forgive me if I make reference to my family all the time. Hopefully you can make reference to your family if they teach you things. So like I was saying about the Karate Kid, Mr. Miyagi told Daniel, you know, wax on, wax off. He's like, why am I doing this? And then, you know, if you watch the movie, you know, you know, I don't have to talk about the whole movie. So if you've seen the first Karate Kid, you, you already know. So that's pretty much how I teach kids, you know, just just trust the process and you'll learn. You just got to put things together. It's like a puzzle. So when you put the piece to the puzzle and you finally finish the puzzle, then you see the labors of your hard work. But you got to come to work. You got to be ready to work. You know, I, I say, you know, you, you got to get ready. But if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. All right. Like I say, you're in the cave with Ron. I am Ron, your host. If you want your voice heard, 516-531-9826. Today's topic is memorable moments from your old neighborhood or your current neighborhood. I, I got some memories of my current neighborhood, but I, I think I'll just reflect on my uh, old neighborhood right now. I'm thinking about what uh, current neighborhood uh, story I can tell. All right, let's go back to the lines and see who we have. Hello, Carly, you're live in the cave with Ron. What's happening in your neighborhood? All right. I guess I'm back on it. Another uh, memorable moment in my neighborhood, we were having a rock battle. You know, kids used to throw rocks. I mean, you tell your kids not to throw rocks, but we were in a, a field across the house, across the street from my house. So we throwing rocks. 
and we having a good time. We throwing rocks, throwing rocks, and somebody said something to me behind, so I turned around. Boom, I got hit in the head, in the back of my head with a rock, and I still have that mark in my head today because my daughter and son, you know, I, I, I shaved my head, and it was like, you know, Dad, what happened? I told him the story. It was like, you throwing rocks? You throwing what? Like, yeah, you know, we did that. You know, we was kids. We was in the field. We wasn't hurting nothing. We wasn't hurting nobody. Nobody got no eyes put out. And, you know, most people didn't bleed that day, but, you know, I bled a little bit, but I couldn't go in the house and tell my mother that because I I would have been bleeding and bruised and all that stuff. So stayed outside and kept playing and, you know, went in the house, cleaned myself up or whatever. I don't even think my mother ever knew that I got hit in the head with that rock because if she would have known, I'd have got hit somewhere else with something, something else. So that, like I say, my neighborhood was great growing up. I mean, you know, back then, you know, the street raised you. But what I mean by the street, the, the mothers on the block and some of the fathers on the block. You know, they raised you. Um, if they saw you doing doing bad, I mean, they had permission to smack you upside the head. I mean, they're not going to put the hammer on you like your, like your parents would, but they got permission to smack that head and send you home. And if you didn't tell your mom or dad or whatever what happened, they would definitely uh, let them know, and then you would definitely get the beat down. But it's not like that now with, with kids and, you know, the village, they don't, raise the kids anymore because the kids are just oh my god they're so defiant so disrespectful back then if you curse at a an adult you'll get the brakes beat off you man i mean i i I can only speak for my mom my mom was definitely not having it my mom eight kids man my brother (laughs) my brother reggie told this guy you see, I'd rather get a whooping by your father than to get a whooping by my mother. So I know my brothers can attest to the beatdowns and my sister from my mother because my mother didn't play. I got one good whooping in my life, and that's, I was about 10. I cut my hair. Uh, my mom was so cool about it. I said, uh, my mom was sitting on the bed. She was sewing. So I come in the room. I was like, grab the scissors. I said, Mom, I'm going to cut my hair. And she was like, Ronald, don't do it. Never looked up, never missed a beat, kept sewing. I was like, Mom, I'm going to cut my hair. She was like, Ronald, put those scissors down. So I go in the bathroom, get up on the sink, take the scissors, cut a little plug out of my hair. I was like, oh, man. Go back in there. <laughs> I tell my mom, I said, Mom, cut my hair. She was like, Ron, I know you didn't. Still not looking up or nothing. I said, Mom, look, I cut my hair. She looked up, <laughs> put her stuff down, said, take them pants off. And I'm looking at her like, what? Took the pants off. I was in my little tighty whities Man, my mom tore me up. My brothers were sitting on the porch. I think my brother Pee Wee, my brother Ray. I don't know if Donald or Reggie was with him, but anyway, I know Pee Wee and Ray came up the steps. They coming up the steps. Mom, Mom, what's going on? Come on, he cut his hair. I told him not to, and I'm looking at my brothers like, save me, save me. So they 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 saved me, and 
And it, the, the next day was a school day. She said, oh, you going to school like that? Man, my brother said, man, take this money, go ahead to the barbershop. And see, at that age, you go to the barbershop by yourself. Walked around the corner, went to the barbershop. I think I had to get a skin ball. So that's the worst whooping I ever got in my life. I was 10 years old. Never cut my hair again. I mean, it's sad. like sometimes when I cut my head now, I think about my mom. But, you know, I know I ain't getting no more whooping. So that's another moment. That's another memorable moment right there for me. So, like I say, I am Ron, your host. Call in 516-531-9826. Email me at in the cave with Ron at gmail.com. Questions, comments, concerns, today's topic, memorable moments from your old neighborhood or current neighborhood. The word of the day was passion. Compassion. I had to show a lot of compassion today. Like I said, uh, for my family member that was in need. Let me say that. Family member was definitely uh, in need. So uh, let's go to the line. Um. Okay, uh, yes, like I say, memorable moments from your old neighborhood or current neighborhood. All right, let's, uh, all right, I guess I have to tell another story about my neighborhood. Like I say, I have a lot of stories for my neighborhood because my neighborhood was full of fun, full of adventure, full of uh, kids just having fun, playing basketball, baseball, football. I remember one, it was, I guess in December, January, it snowed outside. This was when my brothers, they were playing football, and I was unable to play because they were older, so they were playing football in the, in the street. Well, street covered with snow. Like I say, my older brothers, uh, at least five, six, seven, eight, nine years older than myself, and they were playing football. And I remember my brother Ray. He hit somebody into the lamppost or something like that, and somebody broke their leg and. I'm telling you, man, I, I really didn't want to play with them then. But anyway, like I say, the street just seemed so big back then. I mean, and like I said, my brothers were much bigger than me at the time, um, and they playing football in the street. And it's just everything we did in the street. I mean, football, uh, skating, uh, track. I mean, it's like 
we had a decathlon on our street, decathlon, 10 events. It's like we were doing something different every day. And it was good. I mean, nobody really getting hurt other than that. I think I think it might have been Frank that broke his leg. I had to find out from my brother Ray, was it was it Frank or Fred or somebody. But I remember my brother was saying he hit somebody into the lamppost and they broke their leg or whatever. Like I said, it was freezing cold out there and I was I was just standing on the porch because I wasn't really allowed to play with them because I was too young. But, you know, I fortunately enough for me I never really got hurt on the street other than the little rock battle and you know, I can feel that knot on my head right now. But that's just what that was. Um I'm just still in a headspace right now about the events that happened today. Um, dementia, Alzheimer's, it's, it's, it's a real thing. It really is. And when it hits home, then, you know, it, it, it really hits home with illnesses and, and things of that nature. And... Um, yeah, that's just how that is. Like I say, I was moving remotely today, just really getting uh, situated. But like I say, today's topic, memorable moments from your old neighborhood and current neighborhood. And the word of the day was compassion. You got to have Compassion for others. You gotta have compassion for others. So, gotta have compassion. Compassion is is very important in today's society. So, another memorable moment in my old neighborhood, like I was saying about the uh, fire hydrants. People used to come past driving in their car, and they were like, uh, don't wet my car, don't wet my car. And we were like, yeah, okay, y'all come through with some attitude. Y'all get your cars wet. So, you know, we'll stand in front of the fire hydrant so their cars wouldn't get wet. Then we'll move <laughs> when they um, when they left. And then some people want, want to get their cars wet. They'll go up one side and then come back, turn around, come back, get the whole car wet. So, I mean, it, it, it was good. Like I say, the fire hydrant, we love playing the fire hydrant. Sometimes they'll uh, come and cut the fire hydrant off. Come on, who cut it on? I'm like, I don't know. Some people just came through and cut it on. Then um, he would, uh, my brothers and them there, come back, cut it right back on. So that's, you know, like I say, those kind of memories I try to tell my kids about. And they had no concept of it. So I'm going to have to uh, one day, since my kids are almost, well, all except one, grown, I'm going to have to take my daughter somewhere and let her get in the fire hydrant so she can kind of experience that. So I'm going to have to find a fire hydrant and uh, go cut one on and let her get wet. Maybe take my grandbabies with me. So, yeah, that fire hydrant thing is real, man. If you haven't experienced playing in a fire hydrant, 
missed it. On a hot day, May, June, July, August, man, fire hazard right down the street from my house. Probably, uh, let me see, one, two, three, four, five, probably about six doors down in front of Mr. Newberry house, it was a fire hazard. And that water boy, I'm telling you, used to always shoot in his yard, and he's like, you know, something out to my yard, y'all. But, you know, he was cool. Mr. Newberry was cool, cool old dude in the neighborhood, man, I'm telling you. So he wasn't tripping about the water, you know, by his house and stuff like that. So moments, memorable moments in my neighborhood. I, I just love my neighborhood, man. Like I say, Lee Joy Park, you know, rep your hood. So Lee Joy Park, I remember going through the boys' club. Number 13, that was number 13 boys' club in Lee Joy Park. Going to the boys' club, playing all kind of sports. Our boys' club was in the basement of an apartment building. And we used to have so much fun down there, man. I'm telling you, boys' clubs, kids, they don't understand that camaraderie that we had for our neighborhood and our boys club because when we go play somebody, man, we was we was pumped up, letting them know we for number thirteen, Lee Joy Park. I mean, kids they don't have that. They just go and play. No, we clapping. We, I mean, we we used to tear our vans up with our helmets and you know we got to rep our hood, man. So, boys club experience for me was great. I mean, I still have lifelong friends that I've had 40 and 50 years. I mean, you talk to kids now, how how long have you had your longest friend? Oh, two years, three years. Like I say, I tell my, my kids that I've had friends as long as I can remember. Like I say, my oldest friend, my man James, we've been friends for at least 50 years. Um, and we still friends to this day. So, you know, other friends, Jeff, Tim, I mean, those guys, Daryl, I mean, those guys have been in my life for 40-plus years. How many people can say they, they still, you know, talk to people that's been in their life 40-plus years? You know, that's, that's you know, that, that says something about a relationship, a friendship. So... You know, I tell my I tell my kids, I tell, you know, people in general, you know, you never know who's your friend. You never know until you go through something, you know, just because you work with somebody, just because you go to school with somebody, that doesn't constitute them as your friend. That could be your coworker, your classmate, schoolmate, whatever. That doesn't necessarily mean that they are your friend. So, like I say, Today's topic, memorable moments from your old neighborhood or your current neighborhood. Again, I am Ron, your host. You are live in the cave. 516-531-9826. Email me at inthecavewithron at gmail.com. Questions, comments, concerns, uh, topic choices, and things of that nature. So, all right, so we can better uh, wrap this thing up since, uh, you know, participation is not great today. 
But I appreciate all who tuned in and all who will tune in later on. Um, like I say, I do this every Saturday, 5 o'clock p.m., be here, be square. I appreciate the love. And you have to do all you can while you can, because once it's over, it's over. So once again, I am Ron in the cave. I think that's a wrap for the day. <laughs>